Hi and welcome to this latest episode from 1914 to 1918war.com. In this episode we're continuing our reading of Five Months at Anzac. Please sign up for the Substack at 1914-1918.substack.com. You get a weekly newsletter there with a roundup of articles from around the internet. There's always some interesting stuff in there. And I also put a few anniversaries that are coming up over the following week. So it's it's an interesting one for anyone who's interested in the Great War. Right, let's get on with the show. Everything you hold for a file is at stake. Nur durch starke Berührung mit der See können wir den für uns möglichen weltumfangenen geistigen Horizont gewinnen. Chapter 16. Post Office. The postal arrangements on the whole were good, considering the circumstances under which mails were handled. It was always a matter of interest for all of us when we saw mailbags in the barges, whether or no we were to participate in the good luck of receiving letters. And here I might make a suggestion to correspondents in Australia to send as many snapshot photos as possible. They tell more than a letter, for one can see how the loved ones are looking. Papers were what we needed most, and we got very few indeed of these. I wrote home once that I was fortunate in having a paper to read that had been wrapped round greasy bacon. This was a positive fact. We were up the gully at the advanced dressing station, and a machine gun was playing right down the position. Four men were killed and six wounded right in front of us, so that it was not prudent to leave until night fell. It was then that reading matter became so necessary. The paper was the Sydney Morning Herald and contained an advertisement stating that there was a vacancy for two boarders at Katoomba. I was an applicant for the vacancy. The bulletin was a godsend when it arrived, as was Punch. Norman Morris occasionally got files of the Newcastle Morning Herald which he would hand on to us, as there were a lot of men from the Newcastle district in the ambulance. Later on it was possible to register a small parcel in the field post office for home. Chapter 17. Sanitary Arrangements In order to keep the health of the troops good, it was necessary to be exceedingly careful in the matter of sanitation. Lieutenant Colonel Millard was the sanitary officer for our division, and Lieutenant Colonel Stokes for the 1st Australian Division. The garbage at first was collected in casks, placed in a barge and conveyed into the bay. It was found, however, that a lot of it drifted back. It reminded me so much of Newcastle and Stockton. The same complaints were made by the men on the right as are put forth by Stockton residents regarding the Newcastle garbage. We, of course, occupied the position of the Newcastle Council and were just as vehement in our denial of what was a most obvious fact. The situation was exactly the same, only that, instead of dead horses, there were dead mules. Three incinerators were started, enclosures built up with stone, and a fire lighted. This was effective, but gave rise to a very unpleasant smell along the beach. The only time I was shot was from an incinerator. A cartridge had been included in the rubbish, and exploded just as I was passing. The bullet gave me a nasty knock on the shin. It was a fairly common practice among men just arrived to put a cartridge in their fire, just to hear the noise. Of course, down on the beach it was not usual to hear a rifle fired at close range, and the sound would make everybody look up to see where the hell that came from. 
The discovery of the culprit would bring out a chorus from the working parties. Give him a pop gun, give him a pop gun, pop gun, was preceded by the usual Australian expletive. The water found on the peninsula was always subjected to careful examination, and before the troops were allowed to use it, notices were placed on each well stating whether the water was to be boiled or if it was only to be used for washing. That brings us to the end of chapter 17, uh, two short chapters giving a bit of background on the conditions at Gallipoli. Uh, Thanks for listening and uh, look forward to you joining me next episode. Bye.